To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Please stand clear of the doors. For favor, Hello and welcome to Miles from Main Street, your far from Disney podcast. My name is Mikhailo. And I'm Brian. And we're here to talk about Disney World. But especially coping away from Disney. Which we know a lot about being from the Midwest. Today we're going to talk about Animal Kingdom. My favorite park. This is actually not my favorite park, but it has probably my favorite ride in this park. uh, That being Expedition Everest. But today we're going to be going over planning tips, reviewing, coping, and a little history while we're at it. Brian, do you want to go over our first planning tip for him? Yeah, so uh, you'll hear from a lot of people that Animal Kingdom is the hottest park. So you're going to want to spend time um, finding a way to get out of the heat. Uh, plan to take a break during the day um, and also plan your day so you're not running crisscross across the park. That's going to be a lot of miles, a lot of the heat. Um, so if you can kind of make that circle around the park, you're going to do a lot better. So when you say circle around the park, do you mean, uh, I know for myself, I usually go right when you go past, when you go through the um, little trails in the front there, I usually go right and I hit Dinoland USA first. Uh, and so are we talking about like going in a circle around all of that stuff? Yeah, a circle. Um, my thought is the circle around the tree of life mm. because that's how the park is kind of built. The, the mm-hmm. tree is the center and you've got the path going around it. Um, so if you can find a way to go around the park instead of crisscrossing, you know, you don't want to head to Pandora and then go over to Dino Land and then head over to a safari to go back over to Everest. You want to try to go around and hit all the things as you can as you go around the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we could consider Animal Kingdom to be a hub and spokes park. Is that correct? A little bit. You've got water in the middle um, that kind of makes that difficult. So you do have a couple of bridges, but it's not quite a hub and spoke like the Magic mm-hmm. Kingdom is. Yeah, that, make, that makes a lot of sense, Brian. Um, my next tip, which kind of can go along with um, doing a circle and trying to stay out of the, out of the heat, is uh, take your time while you're walking around the park. One of my favorite things to do is walk through the Maharaja jungle trek. And, um, I think there's an, there's another one. Um, the gorilla falls, gorilla falls. Yeah. uh, Falls. yeah. Um, these jungle treks are so cool. And it's basically people, people like to say that animal kingdom is a zoo, but it's, it's really not a zoo. It's, it's a theme park that incorporates animals. Uh, but this, all of these sections that I'm talking about kind of bring out that, zoo feeling when you're when you're in there uh but there are 
some really cool areas to walk through. Like you can walk through this entire room that's just bats and they're all free to fly around, which might freak some people out. It freaks a lot of people out. But I just think that's so cool that you can just like walk in there and be in this room full of bats. Um, they have they have tigers. They have a whole area that you can go and check out tigers. Uh, and that's kind of like what what the whole park is about. It's about um, these animals and conservation and helping these animals. Um, another fun one that that people don't necessarily think about all the time is Rafiki's Planet Watch. Um, and you kind of, it's this, you walk into this area and you go on this bus type thing and it kind of takes you to this like oasis type place. Uh, not really an oasis, but um, it's this area where they they do all of the the tests and the procedures on the animals and everything. And you get, you get to go in there and see what they're doing and everything. And I thought that was really cool too, because it's kind of like what the park was meant for. Um, and it's, it's these little things that people, people tend to, I said it right away when I said my favorite rides Everest. Uh, and a lot of the times when I go to this park, I'm running straight to Everest because it's my favorite ride, but these little things in the park kind of, that's what brings the charm out, out of the park. It's, it's very cool to walk through these things and it's, it's kind of brings the whole park together rather than just being a whole bunch of lands with rides and a theme. Uh, it actually gives the park a lot more meaning than just a theme park. Yeah. And that tree has trails around it as well. And it allows you to get up and close, up close and personal to that tree and see those carvings. And if you go on those trails, you're going to see more carvings than you would if you're just walking around the park and looking at the tree as you see it. Um, there's so many more carvings that you can see. And there's also some animals along those little trails too. So uh, one of them is going, uh, when you go to the show for It's Tough to Be a Bug, you'll see some there. But there's another one, um, this Tree of Life Discovery Trails, I think they're called. Um, and there's otters back in there and some birds and, uh, yeah, so there's, there's a lot to find. It's much more of a discovery park than an entertainment. I don't know. I don't want to say it's not an entertainment park, but it really encourages you to discover what they have, look and find, and really kind of changes the whole theme park idea. Disney's been pretty good with uh, edutainment and Epcot is like the, the flagship of edutainment because they, that's like what Epcot was made for uh, uh, when it first came out. But animal kingdom has that element too, where it's kind of like edutainment where um, when you go on, on these trails and stuff like that, it also kind of provides information about, the animals that, that are there and kind of the same way a zoo does, which is why so many people equate it to being a zoo, but it's, it's much more than that. Um, you have a lot of cast members out there to help you. Um, if you have questions, you can ask questions. They'll offer information about the animals you're looking at, which you don't get that a lot in zoos. So oh, definitely. Yeah. Cool. So those are our, uh, planning tips for you guys some little nuggets for you next we're going to go into reviewing 
Brian is going to review Yak and Yeti. I have never been to Yak and Yeti. I hear great things about Yak and Yeti. I've walked into Yak and Yeti. I've just never, never eaten there. So Brian is going to go ahead and give us a quick review of Yak and Yeti. Yeah, I, uh, Yak and Yeti was a place that my wife and I were able to get to uh, when we were on a trip by ourselves. And the food was amazing. It has a lot of the uh, flavors from India that you don't get a lot in in our own hometowns. Um, so one of the great things about Disney is that they make their food accessible for for a lot of people so that you can go and try something and it may not be the full bore, here's the Indian food, but it's still going to be really good. And by us going to Yak and Yeti, that allowed us to then say, wow, this stuff is really good. Uh, let's go try it in our hometown. And we found a place here in Green Bay that is just amazing. And we love going there now. Mm. So uh, a lot of these restaurants, I love to go try them at Disney because they're going to be accessible. We had a chicken tikka masala, which was amazing. Uh, it's a red sauce with rice and chicken and uh, the non bread. I'll tell you what, I am a big eater of breads and non bread is one of my favorites. Uh, the garlic non bread is, is a weakness of mine nowadays. So um, definitely got to try that. Uh, so yeah, the Yak and Yeti, if you can get it, get a chance to go there, definitely do it. Um, they do like a, a fried rice as well and a, a pot sticker type of thing. Um, and that sounds like a Chinese or a Japanese type of thing, but this is Indian. So you got those flavors from India there. Uh, and the other nice thing is if you don't want to sit down at a tabled meal, they've got a quick service restaurant right outside Yak and Yeti. Uh, that I think it's called Yak and Yeti local cafe or something like that. Um, and you can go and get a lot of these types of dishes that Yak and Yeti would serve, but you can get a quick serve and you can get it a little cheaper too. So you can go and try a couple of things there as well. So um, I've always been about trying new things and Disney really allows that to happen. So Definitely go check out Yak and Yeti. Yeah, a hundred percent. I've I've heard great things about Yak and Yeti, uh, and that that all just kind of confirms what I've heard before. Um, and I always thought it was cool that you can you can you were kind of talking about Disney makes the food accessible, uh, and I always thought that was really cool that they will bring in these people, um, like and they they were bringing these flavors but still kind of not like Americanize them, but kind of make them a little bit more palatable for people. Um, and that, and that makes a lot of sense because you're going to get people from pretty much everywhere um, going to Disney. So you never really know what kind of palate somebody's actually going to have. So I thought, I, I always think that's really cool. So this next session we're going to go into, uh, our coping section, we're kind of going to do, it's going to be a little different today. 
Uh, we're going to kind of have like a blue sky. Uh, we're going to have kind of a blue sky meeting about some things that we would, we would change in animal kingdom. Um, and kind of like, we're going to be armchair imagineers for a second and try to try to think of some new things we can put into animal kingdom. Um, yeah. One of the things I love about Disney is that they're ch- constantly changing something. So uh, one of the things that I do to, to get by when I'm talking to somebody is what could we do with some of these rides that are closed? So looking at Dino land, we know primeval world is not going to be back. So we've got some space to fill there. Mikhailo, what what are you going to do with that space? Well, Dino land in general, I could, I could talk about Dino land for a while uh, because I, I love Dino land. Uh, and the ride dinosaur in the back used to be kind of one of those hidden gems. Um, I used to go to Animal Kingdom all the time and barely ever have to wait for dinosaur, even in the middle of summer, which is usually where I, when I would go because I was always, I was either in school or I was teaching school or I had tours that I was going on. So I've always had to go in the summer. I've, I've never gone to Disney on a down in downtime because I've, I've just always been forced to go over the summer. But I, that, that was always kind of a hidden gem when I would go is uh, that dinosaur ride kind of tucked back. Um, and for me, I would try to, I understand that the, it's kind of like a carnival and there's, there's kind of a backstory there about um, the dig site put up a carnival or something like that. I'm not sure. Brian, Brian can go more into the, the backstory, but I feel like I would want to just completely push all that stuff out. I would, I would just bulldoze the whole carnival atmosphere area. And um, for me, I think it would be cool to actually turn it into more of like a dig site. It's like something a little bit more, not professional, but something a little bit more serious than a carnival. Um, I'm, I don't really have like a set idea, uh, just because that whole, that whole area there is so big, uh, we could do an, I just love, love dinosaur. I love the idea of everything that's going on. I love the technology. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a pretty serious, serious, I'm doing air quotes again, ride, even though we've got seeker and, um, all of this other other nonsense that happens, but it it definitely feels like more of a serious ride. So I feel like that whole area out there could match that. Um, I always feel weird when I go on that ride and then I come out, and it's a carnival atmosphere a- atmosphere with um, a Mad Mouse roller coaster in the middle. And I I just always thought that it was weird. And so I always I don't think I've ever I I've never been on Primeval World probably for that reason. It's just, I've always skipped over all that stuff because I love dinosaur, the ride so much. So probably for me, something that matches um, that ride, kind of the seriousness of that ride, the seriousness of, of uh, dinosaurs. So maybe like something like a dig site or something like that would be um, 
would be cool for me. And then maybe a ride that has something to do with either a dig site or um, something to do with like finding, finding dinosaurs or something like that, even though that's basically what, what dinosaur is. Um, but yeah, something kind of in that realm, something a little bit more serious is what I would be going towards. Um, kind of something a little bit more like Pandora, even though honestly at this point, if they wanted to do something like that, they just bulldoze everything and just turn it into something else. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of my beef with, with that whole area is that the carnival atmosphere doesn't really match the dinosaur ride itself. And I love that ride so much. I just wish everything else outside of it matched that ride. I'm buying what you're saying. I, I totally agree. The, the carnival is kind of an odd thing. Um, it, it's an interesting story. And, you know, Chester and Hester decided to create this carnival after they had initially started the area as a dig site. So is, um, is that real names? Are, you're, you're not just like making names up right now? No, Chester and Hester <laughs> are, the, are the people that started the carnival area. Nice. Um, the gift shop kind of in the back past the carnival games. That's Chester's, Chester and Hester's mm. gift shop. Um, I, d- I don't know any of this probably because I just block it out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Restaurant Asaurus, uh, I wouldn't recommend eating there, but the stories that you can pick up inside there are really fun uh there's archaeological interns that are living there or had been living there and there's kind of like side plots about how these interns are selling the fossils and it was it's you know it's really interesting to kind of put these pieces together as you're going through there um but you know they've spent a lot of time on this dino donald's dino bash and trying to fold in how Donald Duck is related to dinosaurs. <laughs> and uh, so I kind of want to build on that instead of starting from scratch. Let's build on it. So I want to see some sort of maybe it's a one of those Donald Duck and Chippendale chase type of story that we get. And, you know, it kind of puts together why they're wearing these costumes what they're um how they're related to dinosaurs and kind of brings that whole area together maybe maybe the problem with that area is that we need that story slapping us in the face more (laughs) so that we can understand why there's a carnival there um one of my favorite things about that whole area and I've had this discussion with my wife even is that you walk into that area and it's like, did they just drop all this stuff on an old parking lot? No, that's theming. That's exactly what they wanted you to think. So, you know, they're, they're doing exactly what, (laughs) you know, you're falling for exactly what they wanted you to think. So um, I do have some issues with the area, but there are a lot of things I do enjoy about it too. So, yeah, let's let's put in this new ride that kind of ties everything together, brings it all together. 
so that when you walk off of dinosaur you have an idea of what the story is yeah i totally i i, I think that's cool um kind of and and your ideas are a little bit more doable because it's not kind of like let's start fresh or it's not like let's make an entire land based around this one ride um so i guess the the next question would be would you just dump dump in a ride right where all of that all of the um primeval world and all of the like the carnival area is like would you just dump one ride there or would you re-theme most of everything that's around there to something else um depends on how much of the story we want to keep you know the the whole chester and hester's history there where they built up this carnival to keep the business going type of thing um yeah it makes it kind of feel weird uh and i don't know that it would fit with a donald duck type of story ride so i could see using some of that space to build a better ride in there um i wouldn't go much further than that though uh the dig site um or the boneyard i'm sorry the boneyard i think that's a great spot Mm -hmm. when i had my three and a half year old there she absolutely loved it. It was a great spot for her to burn some energy because she's sitting in a stroller and transferring to a ride vehicle most of the day. She's not burning the energy like we are. So it's a good spot for us to sit and she can run around and, and have some fun on her own too, that she makes herself. Um, so I don't want to get rid of that. I think that's a lot of fun right there. Uh, and I think you can, you can build another ride that kind of ties the area together better. And honestly, the, I've never been to Restaurantosaurus mainly because of what people like, like, like you said that it's, it's skippable. Like it's, it's nothing too special. However, the storylines that you've been putting out sound awesome like that (laughs) those are some really cool little details and that's all things that i would love to see um and maybe it's because places like harambe uh back in the the african area of animal kingdom is so detailed just you just walk in and you get it you you kind of understand i'm in this rundown area of africa like like it's all kind of self-explanatory um, and maybe that's that's what's lacking with Dino Land is just having having it be self-explanatory. Uh, you 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 could really understand Dino Land if you go into all of these areas and if you if you end up walking around the whole thing. But if you just kind of like walk through Dino Land, like you like you just don't get it. It's kind of like why is this a carnival? Why? Why is this giant dinosaur here? I don't get it. <laughs> so, uh, maybe, maybe it just does. It does need something. It does need to slap you in the face, where it's like, "This is what we're going for," and uh, I I totally agree with you on that. 
Cool. So next we have some history for you guys and our resident history buff, Brian is going to, he's shaking his head right now. <laughs> <laughs> he loves that name, but Brian is going to go over some history for you guys today. Yeah. So the park was kind of a, a, a growth, I guess you could say uh, of uh, the jungle cruise. Um, Walt originally wanted real animals in his jungle cruise and that just wasn't possible to do at that time uh, and create the type of attraction that the jungle cruise is. Um, so when Michael Eisner had come along, uh, we could get into the history of Michael Eisner sometime, but uh, because of some of the things they had done, him and Frank Wells, the company was kind of flush with cash at this point, and they needed to find ways to use it. So they came, came up with the Animal Kingdom idea. Joe Rohde had kind of been working on this project already. And so he had pitched some of these ideas, and they kind of gave it to him and said, all right, Let's see what you got. And this was his big shot. And he hit it out of the park, in my opinion. Um, so with Rody and with Eisner, um, they used the Jungle Cruise idea and they used those uh, real-life adventures and came up with this park that has lots of great stories in it. Um, and then as part of it, Walt enjoyed conservation as well and wanted to uh, bring some of that along. So Michael Eisner and, and Joe Rohde, they were able to bring that into the park. Uh, I saw an interview with Joe Rohde recently that one of the greatest things to have happened as a project he worked on is that it's also become much more than that project it's building conservation it's taking care of animals it's you know prolonging the lives of some of these animals so having a park that's more than a park that's doing more than just entertaining or edutaining as we had talked about mm -hmm. i think that is a really nice feather in the cap of of these guys that put the park together yeah, and I've seen, um, it's not a documentary, but it's it's videos of uh, Joe Rohde doing, going on, a, going on a trip to Everest and kind of like going to Nepal and all this area. And what they would do is they would, they would go there and actually buy items from native people who live in these, these areas and bring them back to disney and actually use them as set pieces for these places um they, they brought in um professional people from africa to thatch roofs uh all the all the roofs in disney are thatched so well that it's raining all the time and they don't have any, any leaks because it was done so well um and it's just bringing bringing people in to make everything as authentic as possible and that's that's just a very Disney thing to do. Uh, and Joe Rohde was um, 
very instrumental into making stuff like that happen. I remember there's a video of him talking about uh, Harambe and about how just like the power lines and everything, how, how chaotic everything is and, and, and just talking about how they made that all look so real. Um, I thought it was, it was so cool. And he's so passionate about, about stuff like this. And he's, <laughs> he's, he's just a, a really cool guy. I think it, that's, that's, he's somebody that I would love to kind of sit down and talk to about all the, the dis- amazing Disney things that he was able to do in his life. And is still doing. He's, yeah. I believe he has his hands in the uh, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy ride right now. Mm. Um, but yeah, he's, he's great. I'm so glad that they're kind of pushing him to the forefront mm-hmm. right now and that he is giving us as much information as he has been. Uh, it's, it really helps us all know more about the park and mm-hmm. really makes the enjoyment of the park better. Yeah, yeah, I and, totally agree. And Mikhailo, how about you spouting the information there? Nice work. <laughs> I yeah, don't know I, if I can keep that bu- title of buff anymore. <laughs> I know some <laughs> things. Just just some things though. Uh you're you're definitely you're definitely more more into the history than I am. But I, I know some things. I know some Disney history. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, um, that's all we got for you guys today. Uh, today we went over Animal Kingdom as a park. We went over some planning tips for you guys. Uh, make sure to walk around and kind of take everything in and don't get too hot when you're at, at this park because this park can definitely get pretty hot. And Yak and Yeti, don't forget we talked about Yak and Yeti. Um, and don't be afraid to try new things when you're at Disney because that stuff's going to be accessible. And we went over our coping section today, which was a blue sky armchair Imagineer session of ours. And we have some differing opinions as to what Dinoland USA should be. <laughs> uh, so definitely uh, think about that the next time you're walking through Dinoland. What would you do with Dinoland? Yeah, and then we uh, tried to cover some of the history of the park for you, give you an idea where it's come from and what they're trying to show to you. So remember next week, it'll be Mikhailo, history buff. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to prepare for that one. (laughs) Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it, and see you real soon. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please rate us on iTunes and subscribe. Email us at milesfrommainstreetpodcast at gmail.com with any thoughts and visit us on Facebook under Miles from Main Street. We'll be bringing more to you weekly and look forward to talking to you then. Until next week, remember, some live close, but most of us don't. So let's talk about it. (laughs) 